Citizens of the Earth, you will be destroyed. Welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. The mystical, the magnificent, the terrifying, the downright creepy. I'm Justin. I'm Jenny. And we're just two dorks that love talking about movies, so if that's your thing, you're in the right place. Today, we are talking about the 2016 film Ouija, Origin of Evil, directed by Mike Flanagan. After seeing this movie... Are you willing to mess around with Ouija boards? Ooh, I don't know. There's probably a reason why I've stayed away from Ouija boards. Anytime you mess with something that is connected to the spirit world, I feel like you don't come back the same. I don't know. I'm open to it. (laughs) I'm willing to try. Maybe I should find some people that are interested in doing a seance. All right, you got a log line for this film? A family of scammers thinks they'll never get caught, but are doing good for the world. Little did they know that their house was listening to every portion of their lives from when they moved in, and now they're coming back for revenge. I I think I got to go with, don't play in a fucking graveyard. Ouija, origin of evil. The instructions said not to play in a graveyard. (laughs) I feel like that's more of a warning than anything else. I mean, there was only three rules and they broke two of them, so. Well, actually, they broke all three. Now that I think about it, playing alone, didn't say goodbye, and they played in a freaking graveyard. Are those really the Ouija board? I've never owned a Ouija board. Okay. I didn't know if that was like the rules. Yeah. I mean, that's what the paper in the movie says. Yeah. I don't know if there's actual rules or not, but top three for this film. So I'll start us out. My number one thing that I really like about this film is it's a period piece, right? Mm -hmm. Set in the, I think, 1970s. And they really nailed that period. I mean, I wasn't alive in the 1970s. But it felt like the other movies I had seen from that time period, right? Um, Except for it was way more clear than like your typical horror movie from the 1970s, right? (laughs) Just due to the advances in technology. Being directed by Mike Flanagan, it's pretty obvious that he had, you know, he's a great director. He did The Haunting of Hill House, uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, Midnight Club. Uh, was it Midnight Mass? I think it was uh, all amazing Netflix series. Um, so I think that, you know, the 1970s time period, they nailed it. All the actors did a fantastic job and he, you know, did a great job bringing us into that world. I hate to be the the person to tell you this, but I think it's 1967. Oh, 1967. <laughs> it's close to the 70s. Well, you know what? All my, uh, <laughs> my, my entire point is now invalid so. i gotta I got say though the house is really swanky it's a cool house and and they don't uh, build them like that anymore. well okay let me just tell you that my house is from the 70s and i'm sorry it looks straight up like grandma's house and this house in the in this movie was like i was like oh my gosh this is the kind of house i want to live in where are these houses that are stuck in that time period did you see that couch 
I don't remember the couch. Everything, it seemed like everything in that time period was really all about like parties, how to entertain people. That's what I'm talking about. All right. What's your number one? All right. So I don't, I don't really remember ever watching a movie that was all about the Ouija board. I mean, there was always an appearance of a Ouija board in a lot of films. I thought it was really cool to, to have that kind of be the main vehicle for all these spirits to come in and it is so fascinating to me the way that they they had the the catholic priest aspect of it you know these kids are going to like religious school and the mom is like a hokey pokey scamming fortune teller that's using that trade to just pay the bills and then all of a sudden all of a sudden the ouija board I think it's brand new at that time. And yeah, it, it sounded yeah, sound like it. Like it's just right off, straight off the market. And then that thing just has so much more power than they ever expected. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I, I think it that they did, because I had seen the other Ouija movies. I think I've only seen the original, actually. Uh, I think there's three or four total, yeah. right? And I don't remember being impressed with the very first one. It has been a very long time since I saw it, though. Maybe I need to give it a rewatch. But it's kind of cool how they took this, like, board game Mm -hmm. and actually made a good movie out of it. They did. Like I've said before, PG-13 horror, hard to do. Yeah. But this movie does not seem like it's PG-13, based (laughs) on how scary it is. Yes. My number two for this film, man, I got to talk about the acting in this movie. Mm -hmm. Because... They all do such a fantastic job. The little girl is, she might be the creepiest little girl of all time. I'm trying to think of someone that beats her out. And I'm like, she killed it in this movie. Yeah. The acting from the mother and Father Hogan and the older sister, all great. And it was a fairly small cast, if you really think about it, right? Because Mm -hmm. the only other... You know, you you got the boyfriend that comes by every once in a while and her friends at the very beginning. But besides that, there's really not anybody else like her customers at the beginning. Um, Yeah, the the two the two bullies. Yeah. But that that cast of four like really just crushed it. Mm -hmm. Something else I loved about this film was 10 minutes in. I was thinking, man, this kind of gives me a very watered down version of a horror film and it was i was like this is kind of like a disney it's my version of like a disney horror film and then it just went like 180 into this like where's my pillow i need to cover up my face now kind of a kind of a film i was not expecting that and it really freaked me out yeah, this movie really catches you off guard. It cause, does. Because the setup in, you know, act one, is it's very slow and there's not much going on. Right? No. Um, but it, it quickly escalates to a actually pretty terrifying film. Yes. So the third thing that I really liked about this movie is I like their take on kind of the demonic possession, mm-hmm. right? And I thought it was very interesting that we find out all these small things throughout the film, right? Like, oh, my mother was a fortune teller, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, this house, you know, there's these 
we don't find out till the end, but there's, you know, all these souls trapped inside this house, right? And he, even the small stuff, like I was joking around earlier, you know, don't play in a graveyard. And at that one point, the older sister's like, we played in a graveyard, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, as if that's the only rule that they broke, right? Or that, you know, the actual board game had anything to do with what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all these just little small things throughout the movie that like, you know, because it's so hard to make a demonic possession movie that feels somewhat original. Mm-hmm. And I liked how the little girl like red minds. And that's where, you know, Father Hogan tricks her and mm-hmm. figures out what's actually going on. And right. I thought that was an ingenious plan. I probably wouldn't have thought of that. Um, you know, thinking about something and then getting the wrong answer from the demon because of what you're thinking about. Right. Um, I also like how the little girl got possessed where she like leaned, like she was like arched all the way back. Right. And it kept cutting back to like the demon reaching his arm into her mouth. Yeah. And then it would cut to like reality where she's just arched back with her mouth super wide open. Right. So it just kept cutting back and forth so we could see like what was happening versus like what somebody would have saw if they were there. Yeah. And dude, just, just the way that she moves and stuff throughout this film and her jaw gets all, her mouth gets all big and her eyes turn white and she shrieks. It's just, it's pretty terrifying. (laughs) That little girl creeped me out. She was the perfect, she had the perfect innocent face though. Those big round eyes and yeah. that, that really like pristine haircut. Okay, the third thing I really loved about this film was that it made me feel like it was going to end in like a cl- like having closure and it was a happy ending with a little bit of a twist. But then it it ends up being a very sad film. <laughs> Like a very, yeah, that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah, it does not, it's not a happy ending no, for sure. No, not at all. Yeah. And that was, that surprised me. The demon wins, but it is, yeah. you know, the origin of evil. So this is a prequel to the other films. So I guess it yeah. kind of had to end it that way. Right. But um, I kind of like it when things turn out badly. It just, it seems scarier when, you know, the good guys don't win. I think it's also scarier when you have very innocent individuals uh that really shouldn't even be part of like the evil spirits that become a part of this scenario by accident and then they find they you know they come they have to confront their demise it's it's just not fair but (laughs) but it makes such a good movie (laughs) (laughs) all right horror movie rules Heed my warning. When you deal with spirits or play with games that have the spirit world involved, make sure that you know what the hell you're doing. (laughs) It never turns out well. I I would go as far to say, just don't. Just don't do it. (laughs) Like, if you want to be on the safe side, don't do it. Yeah, but when... But if you want to live dangerous and have an exciting life. I think it it starts as when you're a kid. I think every kid wants to try the, uh, you know, levitation. Uh, Oh, I think we all try talking to spirits as kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bloody Mary in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, although I never dabbled in the Ouija board, there's, I'm sure, everybody owned a Ouija board, you know? It was part of the, the... You know, I don't think anyone I knew owned a Ouija board. Really? Yeah. 
Where do you even buy a Ouija board nowadays? I don't know. Probably Amazon. Probably Target. Yeah. <laughs> For this one, I got to go with if the evil entity that you're going up against can read minds, maybe like leave the house. Just don't be like, hey, we're going <laughs> to step into the other room here and uh, your your sister's in trouble at school. We're going <laughs> to step over here. But I mean, it was kind of like a good twist in the movie when they're yeah. like, oh, they can... They've been here the whole time, right? Um, But yeah, probably, you know, go further than 20 feet away if you're going to talk about a demon that can read minds. It's so weird that the demons just started to become more active, though, after the Ouija board entered the house. Yeah. Like this whole time, they just laid low watching everything. I mean, when you're buying the house and you're going through... Maybe they didn't have a, a home inspector, you know, <laughs> like checking things out, like a secret wall or going, you know, they didn't obviously go, didn't go through the air ducts to find that secret torture room. <laughs> I mean, it's 19, what, 67 yeah. or 1970s Late time frame, 60s, right? early 70s. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even, did they have home inspectors back then? Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite actor in this film. This is a really tough one because I feel like everyone did such a great job out of that main four. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just picking on like picking out the character I like the most, mm-hmm. it's got to be Father Tom. Mm-hmm. Right. He was really smart. Right. He was brave because he was like, I'm going to help these people. Right. right. And I, I just liked him, dude. I thought he was awesome. That's because he's Elliot from E.T. I know. I looked that up. <laughs> yeah, that is. That is true. Yeah. I only re- I'm I'm sure he's been in a lot more films. Uh, I think he's I only know River Runs Through It and E.T. Well, he was in um, Haunting of Hill House. OK. And he was also in Midnight Mass, I believe. I think so. Uh, but he's a fantastic actor. Yes, he is. Um, but yeah, it's either him or the little girl who just was so creepy. She nailed it. Yeah. What was I- her name? The Doors? Door. Was it uh, Doors? Yeah, it was Doors, right? Doors, yeah. We're terrible with names. Yeah. It was, I just remember it was a very old-fashioned name. So I didn't want to steal your thunder. So I'm actually um, going to pick Lena as my favorite act- character. I felt like, you know, once again, it's that typical teenager that wants to, you know, run run away for the evening, she wants to kind of do typical teenage behavior, bringing a boyfriend in when mom's out. But she's also very mature, and she kind of, I guess she's the final girl in this? I mean, she not really, because she became possessed. Yeah, so. like, she's the only survivor. She was incredibly smart. And when her mom was wrapped up in all this, and her little sister... And she's like, hey, dum-dums. Yeah. How how do you know? Like, it's simple answers they're giving you. How do you know, like, this is real, right? Like, we, yeah. we, we used to do this shit to people, is what she said. Yeah. And I, I yeah. really was kind of upset at the mom's character because she was just so wrapped up in... She just wanted the, to believe the, so yeah, bad. Yeah, she just... She didn't... Even whenever they went upstairs to the bedroom and the father was trying to talk to her, all she was... Oh, she was like, is this because of the reading? Like, you just didn't, you know, do you think we were scamming you? Yeah, she was was in, like, hard denial. Yeah. Yeah. Kill of the movie. Okay, favorite kill was Doris. (laughs) And and it it was weird because I I questioned for a few minutes there if she was actually dead. 
But I guess because she was reunited with her dad, that made sense that she had already passed on. It kind of was like, oh, no, just because she passed on just because she got her lips sewn together. (laughs) But the way her sister was on top of her sewing, I was like, man, this girl should be a surgeon. It was almost like she was possessed when she was sewing. Yeah. Yeah. And then had all those distractions of the demons like crawling all over her. It was very intense. And then it got really quiet and I was just kind of like, and then, and then it became really peaceful because Doris was back with, with her dad, Yeah, you know, but, um, it kind of was confusing a little bit, but then I was like, oh, I didn't want it to be true. I think that's what it really was. My favorite kill of the movie is when father Tom dies on the staircase in the really, yeah. The reason for it is I like that he was able to fight the demon off yeah and save the mother right because he like closes the uh, the door gotcha. and i was not expecting her to be up in the corner like that yeah like that was creepy as shit dude. yeah it is. it's like there's something about that you know like spider crawl position in like corners that mm-hmm. is it's been done a lot but it just it doesn't lose its like scare factor for me at least yeah i gotta say this little girl probably had a lot of fun making this film Oh, she's yeah. got to do all the cool shit. Dude, or she's having nightmares. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> how does... I always wonder how that goes when you've got a little kid that's producing a movie like this. Well, we've we worked on, you know, short films before. So, like, you know how that is. So... It's all uh, fragmented. Yeah, it's you all really fragmented. Don't you mm-hmm. don't really know what it's going to look like yeah. until, you know, Plus, you put it all together. So. all the, uh, the special effects, she doesn't see that until the actual movie yeah. is done. Yeah. Favorite scene or shot of the movie. I got to go with when Father Tom comes over for the reading. Mm -hmm. I just love that little game of cat and mouse that they're playing with each other. Mm. You know, it really seems like they're trying to catch each other. Yeah. And I think Doris or the demon inside of Doris maybe picks up on it a little bit. Like he's trying to be sneaky, you know, and that's why the the answers are like, oh, I'm having trouble hearing her and stuff like that. Because Father Tom is trying to force thoughts into his head. As for shots in this film, there's so many cool little shots throughout. I really loved how they used the planchette and shot through that to kind of like show what the characters were looking at, kind of that first person view. Um, It probably wasn't through the actual planchette, it was probably, I don't know what, they would probably use like a super wide fisheye lens mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe just make it out of focus a little bit. What was your favorite scene and or shot? Okay, so mine was actually with the planchette. And it kind of is like, uh, remember the movie Evil Dead Rise? Looking through the peephole yep. of the door. So that that always freaks me out because you're you have such a small window and then you know something's going to come out because that's just the way the rules are (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so i thought it was kind of cool that they they use that and then you know put a bunch of jump scares in there i'm sorry but uh i'd probably buy two ouija boards and use the planchette and make them into little glasses and be able to see where all my demons are (laughs) that actually is a fantastic idea (laughs) I did not think of that. They look like Harry Potter glasses. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know if you would want to know, though, because what if you put them on and you saw shit everywhere? And before that, they weren't bothering you. <laughs> yeah. But now you just know you're surrounded <laughs> at all times. Like that might be you might be worse off in that situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overall, I think this is another great example of PG-13 horror done right. Big props to them for being able to take like a board game and turning it into an actually scary movie uh fantastic it's like, acting it's like jumanji yeah <laughs> fantastic acting great story definitely an awesome movie yeah i i also love the story it was very calm and innocent in the beginning and i was thinking is this thing gonna actually become scary lo and behold it was completely scary and it was a great great ending really gets you hooked thanks for listening this week on kaiju carnival Check out our Instagram at kaiju underscore carnival to see what we're up to, what we're going to be watching, and all the other cool stuff we throw up there. Yep. And if you want to leave us uh, some feedback, uh, send us some comments, or just a recommendation, email us at kaiju carnival connect at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Matane. Matane.